Star Wars 7x7, episode 551. Today, a very interesting question. Would The Force Awakens be doing as well as it's been doing at the box office had it opened on its originally planned opening date? Punch it, Chewy. Hi, this is Mike and Joe from the Cantina Cast. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and this episode is inspired by an article that I saw on Collider.com, and we will link to that article at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. But the headline in the article is, Will The Force Awakens' Success Convince Disney to Release Future Star Wars Movies in December? Now, we know, of course, that Rogue One is scheduled to come out in December, but after that, Episode Eight is actually scheduled to come out in May of 2017, in fact, 40 years and a day to the day from when Star Wars was originally released. And then the Han Solo movie is supposed to be coming out in May of 2018. We don't have a release date yet for the third movie in the trilogy. That would be Episode Nine, of course, but it's supposed to be coming in 2019. We just don't know exactly when at this point. I mean, based on the way that they've altered the schedule, you think you could figure it out. It's going to be May 20-something <laughs> of 2019. But yeah, they haven't announced that yet officially. So the Collider article makes two really good points about whether The Force Awakens box office is actually due to, at least in part, its opening in December. First of all, no competition here in December whatsoever. I mean, Alvin and the Chipmunks for family-friendly fare, like, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and nothing really blockbustery at all. I mean, Quentin Tarantino's A Hateful Eight certainly is a blockbuster in its own way, but it's also very independent-minded. It is definitely not that same sort of competition. There's going to be nothing like it in theaters for a month and a half, basically, Nothing that could stand up to it except Kung Fu Panda 3 that opens on January 29th. Now, on the other side of the equation, if it had opened in late May, the way that it was originally planned before they'd had all the script issues and whatnot, Mad Max Fury Road and the Avengers movie would have still been in theaters, and Jurassic World would have opened on June 13th. So would it have actually still been able to keep its run solid? And I think part of my question about this goes to why Jurassic World did as well as it did. I saw Jurassic World and I was not knocked out by it. And if you liked it, I would love to hear what you thought about Jurassic World at the comments of the blog post for the show's episode. But I did a search. I typed in Google, why do people love Jurassic World so much? And funnily enough, the first 10 articles on there, the only one that said, you know, why do people love it was actually a guy blogging about it being awful and he didn't understand why people loved it. There were many articles about why it was disappointing. Variety wrote one about why it was a block uh, blockbuster and box office success, but it didn't really get into anything useful. It was, you know, Chris Pratt is a real star. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And dinosaurs killing people is appropriate for kids and stuff like that. Like, not very useful at all. So to try and understand this, I went and looked at the world all-time box office numbers at Box Office Mojo. Of the top 20, only four movies, aside from The Force Awakens, were released late in the year, and that was Avatar and Titanic in the 1-2 spot. And then Skyfall and Frozen were released in November of their respective years. But the ratio of the global to the domestic is really wild. Pretty much everything 
in the top 20 is lion's share more global than it is domestic. I mean, Avatar, 72% of its profits are from the overseas market, not from domestic. Titanic, 69.9%. And Jurassic World, 61%. Then you have the Avengers at 59%. And Furious 7 at 76.7%. So it made three quarters of its money overseas. Ridiculous. Whereas The Force Awakens is pretty much an even split, 51 to 49. uh, Just slightly bigger internationally. Of course, I guess that's probably going to change this weekend once China gets into the mix. I think Collider might be on to something here. I think if I were to make my own educated guess, I think The Force Awakens still would have done tremendous numbers and still would have been in at least the top 20 and probably the top 10 grossing all time. But I think its numbers would have been blunted by Jurassic World. And yet, and yet, I still think that it would have beaten Jurassic World without question. I think the novelty value of Jurassic World would still have made it go pretty far. But yeah, I still can't see it beating The Force Awakens. I mean, The Force Awakens is just a better movie for Pete's sake. But I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. What do you think? Do you think The Force Awakens would have done as well if it had been released in May 2015 instead of December? And do you think, like the Collider article is suggesting, that they should be considering moving all the Star Wars releases into December? Chime in at the comments of the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com. Hey, Rebel Rouser. If you've got a business that you need to get in front of a bunch of Star Wars fans, then I've got an idea for you. I'm looking for a sponsor to get the entire Star Wars 7x7 team over to London for Star Wars Celebration Europe next July. And we get a ton of exposure when we do Star Wars Celebration podcasts. Not just the regular episodes, but the bonus stuff, and all the in-person stuff too, not to mention all the live streaming video we do. So if that's something of interest to you, then reach out via the contact form at sw7x7.com and let's talk. All right, we've got a Force Awakens trivia question for you. Red Squad, Blue Squad, take my lead. I'm on it. I'm with your team. Last time we asked you the name of the Star Destroyer that Finn was serving on, and that's the Finalizer. Today's question, regarding the Finalizer, actually, what weapons on there were used to shoot down Poe and Finn's TIE Fighter? And one last thing before we go, we've obviously switched out over the last couple of weeks from the original trilogy trivia questions we'd been giving you at the end of the show to Force Awakens trivia questions that we are making up here on the fly. And if you like this switch, then please let us know via your favorite social channel, whether it's Facebook, we're SW7X7 on Facebook, we are at SW7X7 Podcast on Twitter, or chime in at the comments at the blog post for the show's episode. Let us know if you like that switch or if you want us to get back to OT stuff or if you want us to mix in some PT stuff while we're at it. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you try to rescue the Chancellor, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash sw7x7. It's not a scheme by a grievous, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.